0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Time would pass Steph. step.
2: Good morning. Good morning, rise and shine. You're on with the due time with Pastor Steph. How are you today? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Now where were you yesterday? Ah, uh, yesterday we were shaking the Monday morning blue and we had our Dr. Pierre Gordon on with us. Now, yesterday's session, I like to call it, was really interesting, it was very interesting. We talked about menopause and hormones Yes. And I'm really telling you that I cannot repeat. This is one time I really cannot repeat a whole lot of what uh, Dr. Gordon said. But I will say that your menopause um, symptoms they are from like a low level of estrogen and there are many different ways that you can get this hormone therapy going on and Dr. Gordon broke down for us the different stages of menopause there's a perimenopause and I was like, wow, yeah. So you can actually go into this premature menopause, and you can have your final cycle, if you will, before the age of 40. Now, he said that if you do, now there are going to be like some component missing, from your body and you're going to have to go into like this hormone replacement because if you don't you end up possibly having like cardiovascular disease you know I'm telling you, you you really don't know all of the things that your body goes through and how early this these different diseases—I don't know if I just want to call it diseases—but okay, for so lack of a better word, right now, yeah, how these things start so early and it's so unrelated. You know what I'm saying? You don't—you know, know—when people start, start talking about cardiovascular disease and things like that, and women have it a little more than men. You know, you—you you don't know that it's because all these other things are going on in your body. And I was sitting there listening to him and I'm saying to myself, man, we just don't know what goes on with our bodies and our bodies and you like you have no clue. That, that's just that's just all I thought about, and you know I I did ask you know Doctor Gordon about the fact that you know sometimes you know you, you have a hysterectomy and you know at that time you don't have you know certain things like your uterus or you know what else did you say your ovaries and you know he he explains. What that could be, you know, what that could do. And, you know, I said, well, you know, sometimes you don't even know that you're having, well, you don't think you're having menopause because most women associate menopause with like hot flashes. And really, that's it. And he just broke down to us, you know, the different things that happen when you're actually in menopause, such as like, Sleep disturbance. You don't sleep the same anymore, and I was like, "Wow, you really, you really just don't know." And I, I have to tell you, I, I say a million times on on here, God sends us the very best because He really, really broke it down. And I didn't do a lot of question asking yesterday because I had nothing in front of me and. You know, just as he was talking, things were just coming to my head. So, you know, you have, like, so many different symptoms that you're actually going through when you're going through menopause. And, you know, you've seen even, like, the, the vaginal dryness sort of, um, you know. Oh, my goodness. Just go back and listen. I just don't think I could really do Dr. Gordon Sessions any real justice because he also mentioned the issue with men and how they sometimes have to have hormonal therapy. And he talked about being overweight. And how that affects, us. oh my goodness! Go back and listen. You know how you know how you know how I tell you. Go back and listen. go back and listen, because mm, <coughs> you really need to hear what Doctor Gordon had to say yesterday. Really, if you missed that session, shame on you. You want to go back and get all the information because you need to speak to your son because I asked him, you know, well, how do you know when you do go to the doctor? So you really need to listen so that you can be able to even, you know, give some information and let, you know, the males in your life know how, you know, important it is even for them. So, Mm -mm -mm. make some time, make some time, make some time. God doesn't give us all this information for nothing. All
3: right? All right.
2: Well, we also spoke about the Love Thrive Community Conference that took place over this past weekend, June 23rd and 24th to Friday or the Saturday, and how blessed we were, you know, to attend it. And some of the highlights, you know, we we even couldn't give all of the highlights of the conference, and it's popping up all over Facebook. I went to look for something, and normal whole people were posting. Um, their experience, people were posting segments of it. So, you know, go to Facebook if you have Facebook and look up Love Thrive Conference. Alright? Because some people may not put the community part in there. You don't want anything to disturb your glitch, you know, and put a glitch in what you see. But, it was really a phenomenal experience. We had, you know, some of the attendees talk about, you know, what they got out of it. And again, it's just a small portion of what, you know, we were able to be blessed with. Yeah. You know we could not finish a Monday morning if we did not get a switch to stop. Being petty. I switched tip with Shanti. Stop being petty. Now, I had the experience of walking into the utmost pettiness last night. I was like, are you serious? Well, I know people haven't said that in a long time, but when I tell you petty. I'm talking about pet peeves, and this was from, you know, an, an, a new a new lamb in Christ, but I have to tell you, some of the stuff I see, seasons, and I'm not talking about age, but seasons, Christians, go through, yeah, you got to one and you're not looking to the person, let me tell you something, you better get out of this now. Maybe you're not going to be able to put the brakes on this. Focus on the things that are most important. You know, don't let your anger or your annoyance or, you know, your miss thinking to, you know, take you down a road that God is not going to be happy with. Because, you know, we... We really dig a hole for ourselves, you know, when we don't think we're digging a hole for ourselves, and, you know, petty is something that will definitely take you down a rabbit hole, because it makes, you know, when you're being petty, you end up doing some things that men are doing that stuff, it's going to be quite difficult, and I always say to you, There's two effects. You got the screw effect or you have the nail effect. Now, the nail, you can just turn that handle around and pull that nail on out of there. And you got the hole, but the nail is out. That screw, you got to keep turning and turning and turning and turning. And sometimes you have to turn. Until the, the, that, that school gets to that point. And by that time, your arm is tired, you're aggravated and frustrated, and yeah, so it, it's, it's no fun. So, you know, when Shanti said yesterday, I was like, wow, you know, we really have to think about the things that we do and our mentality. You know, how are we facing situations? How are we responding? situations, because that's really what we're talking about here, your response. not being petty. How, how would we, you know, handle me what people are doing or what people are saying to us? Or what they said? And sometimes, God is actually, you know, working on you in other areas. And we're not thinking about that, so we just really go to the pay side of life. And let's say, Okay, that switch, can't stop being petty, and make sure God is pleased with your behavior. All right? All right. Well, today, 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 today is let's talk about Tuesday Church Folk Day, and we are up to our fourth episode of Love and Death. That HBO miniseries in our mm, My Two Cents segment. And I want to invite you to call in 516-387-1358. Again, that number is 516-387-1358 to join us and hand us, give us, lend us your Two Cents. Man, an episode that was like, wow. So, we've got our girl Shantice and our brother Ainsley on with us today. And I wonder what Avery's going to call this episode. You know, he named easily the first two episodes. But uh, we'll see where we're going. So, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Seth is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back.
3: One in seven people you know live with migraine. Show you care and wear a pair of sunglasses in support of your loved ones living with this debilitating disease.
1: I wear a pair for my wife.
3: I wear a pair for my brother.
1: We wear a pair for each other. I wear a pair for my granddaughter.
3: I wear a pair for my mom.
0: We wear a pair for our coworkers.
3: I wear a pair for myself. This June, take a photo wearing shades. Post it to social media with hashtag Migraine, Then challenge others to take part. Learn more at shadesformigraine.org.
2: Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to A Due Time with Pastor Steph. And today is Let's Talk About Tuesday Church Folk Day. And we are in the middle of our My Two Cents segment, Love and Death is the mini-series we're talking about from HBO Max and join us join us join us 5163871358 to lend us your two cents goodness gracious. Do no evil. We're up to episode four and mm
0: -mm,
2: mm, that Candy Montgomery is something else. Wow. Now last last week we ended with our girl Betty Gore her uh her mind kind of went to uh, left field. And Betty confirmed with Candy that Candy had been sleeping with her husband, Alan. And she told her, you know, you you, you wait right here. Now, people on outside of the fence would have definitely not been found when uh, my girl Betty got back. But Candy is of another breed, and uh, for some reason, she stuck around, only to end up looking at Betty with an axe in her hand, yes, an A-X-E, an axe, and uh, that's where we picked up this week's episode, and uh, I just don't get some people. Like I said last week and like I said this week, you wouldn't have been fine if Stephanie standing around talking about uh Benny. No. When Benny got back into the room, she would have been seeing the smoke from the exhaust pipe in my car. Yeah. And her little girl would have been dropped off at her door by my husband. Yeah. Mm I ain't hanging around. Let's get our girl Shanti on the line. Good morning, Shanti. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I am well, thank you. Okay, so last week, you know, we saw the credit right after Betty got, she came back upstairs with this act. In our hands, and uh, when you saw the continuation of that scene this week, what what did you think? Oh, my goodness, It, it, it wasn't that they reminded you that this is a true story, you know, it's not even inspired by a true story, but this is what happened. It was like, okay, so last week. She asked you, you finally confessed, and you sat around. This week, <laughs> she comes up with the axe. She puts the axe down, and you still stay around. I'm
3: like, what is, why are you
2: still there? <laughs> what as soon as the axe would have been put down, I would have been out. You were smart when you said, you know what, considering the circumstances, I'm going to just bring this home. And she's like, no. When she said, no, keep her, I was like, oh, wait, you're going to let this woman keep your child? But when she started, you know, when she kept talking, I was like, oh, okay, you pretty much just say make other arrangements because I don't want to see you again. Then you talk about, oh, I'm going to go get this. And you're still there. And then you going to go and put your hand on the shoulder and talk about, Oh, I'm sorry. I was, what is happening? Are y'all sure this was a true story? Like, are y'all sure this is what happened? Y'all spoke to... I know they couldn't go and that study what happened. But y'all sure y'all spoke to Candy and her? Okay, so what happened then? I and mean, then what did you do next? That was just like, why are you still... Di- it was just... I don't even know, like, the, the proper term for it, but it was just like... How how much more real did this have to get for you in order for you to understand that you needed to have been gone? Because by her saying, I don't want to see you, or like none of that scared you enough to even run in front of her?
0: <laughs> oh,
2: my goodness. You know, before we go any further, let's talk to our brother Ainsley, and let's stick a pin right there, and just let's see what Ainsley's got to say about the fact that Dumb Candy didn't run. If nothing else tells you to run, an act will tell you to run. And here's the best part about this. An act, you can run, because by the time the person picks up that heavy wood and the metal on the end... You can get out of there. Good morning, Brother Angry.
1: Hello. Good morning. Pastor Steph. Good morning, John C. Good morning, everyone.
2: Good morning. Okay. So, we're just going to talk about how Candy was still there when uh, Betty said, you ain't right there. (laughs) It opens
1: up this week and she's still sitting there. Yeah. It's crazy. As you said, people from the other side of the fence. uh, (laughs) And, you know, me and my wife, we tried to even talk about a little bit yesterday. And it was like, my first thing is like, it'd be a totally situation if it was... If it was African american it, it would just not go down just like that. And, yeah. and you know, it just, it just you know, what kinda of brings me it it kinda of brings me I mean, this episode is called um Do No Evil. To yeah. me this should be called Do nothing but evil and Lie, La 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 nothing but evil and la 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 And and the and community <laughs> continues with this and whatnot. Because all right, even even okay, in her world she thinks it's okay. But even when she puts the ass down and you go pick up the I think the bathing suit and stuff like that and she kinda calms down. Why on earth you gotta put your hand on the woman? Oh, oh okay. that
3: was the woman just said I want to
1: see you again, and you gonna put your hands on it like it's all, oh, like it's okay, you're gonna pacify. Really, that just that, that, to me, and that was the stupidity of it, almost ultimate and whatnot. But maybe I'm like, okay, on that side of things, that's you think that's acceptable behavior. Somebody about to about to act, wants to ask you to you gonna put your hand on their shoulder. And it made no sense <laughs> to me. And <laughs> really And I don't want to go any further, but you know, the most disturbing thing a couple of things, there's a lot of things about this whole episode. But the most disturbing thing is that now like she's so much about her way of doing things, even after even after she, you know, he does what he does. The most disturbing thing is you left, Candy left that house knowing that there was a baby there. And that baby yeah, was yeah. left under, about like 10.30 in the morning about 11 o'clock at night. You left that baby yeah. knowing that baby was being unattended and you know Alan was away and stuff To me, that's that, that um, what do you call it? Uh, child engagement. You know that. you I mean, that was the most serious of uh, you know incident, really, right there. You know, um, even with Betty doing having an axe, you know, it was it was really my self defense. We were a child unattended. Oh come on, that to I me mean, that, that, that that that's the most egregious thing right there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, when when Alan kept trying to call, and there was no answer, and when they finally ended up getting inside the house, and the baby was crying, and you know they, it was amazing that, like you said. You know she's played this game all day long, and I'm gonna tell y'all something. I didn't realize until later when they were talking that she had she had been there in the morning. I didn't even realize it was. I'm thinking, you know, you remember the kids were like in vacation Bible school or whatever Bible thing. Mm-hmm. and I'm thinking that it was like in the afternoon. I didn't even realize that it was right. so early on so 945. And I'm like, all that time, the baby was in the house by itself. You know, she, they didn't went to... Uh, she went back to the Bible study thing with the kids, and they didn't went mm-hmm. to the, road, the, um, the the pool um lessons, and then they didn't went to the movie. I was like, oh my gosh. You are that heinous that you left the baby in the house. You didn't even pretend. To go back and you know say oh i forgot elissa's this and go back to the house and you know pretend like you found the baby and you
0: know it's right. something
2: you said angry a minute ago about um a, a, like self-defense you know is it self-defense when the woman put the egg down and
1: right. yeah, she picked
2: it up You know, because see, here's the thing, here's the thing. For me, for me, when she put the act down, you had an opportunity to get up out of there. Now, I know, I know, because clearly we're going to go into some courtroom, you know, which I was kind of glad that they that they did. You know, we just didn't see the fact that Betty was found dead and then they put a whole, like Shanti said, they put a whole bunch of stuff up on the screen you had to read. We're actually going to get to see clearly something, you know, um, after this. But I'm saying to myself, you know, what do you say when you... Tell the people when well, she put the axe down, but then I stood there and I and I angered her all over again when I actually put my hand on her shoulder as though I was um, um, feeling sorry for her. And I'm saying to myself, "You stupid idiot!" When that lady put that thing down and, bro- and you waited for the towel, get out of the i would have been tripping all over that furniture trying to get about that house i'm like you're just
0: yeah.
2: I, I i just couldn't you get it and i'm this this had you know i'm going to tell you something now this puts this and i don't know where this is going to go because i did not watch anything further but my th- my thought is they're going to put this as premeditated murder yep that that's where i go with this they're gonna go with this because anytime you sat in that house all that time and you finally tell those people um you know well she put the axe down and then I waited for little swimsuit and then she brought the towel and then I did it. no honey they smacking you smashing you smashing you but let me not go there Uh, Shanti push us a little further into this episode you know, what, 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 what happened in your head that you were like, really? She was, <laughs> you can tell that she was so nervous and you were a first time offender. Cause she was way too detailed with everybody.
3: Yeah. Oh my like goodness. Like even course. when she, oh my, from, from, from,
2: it started with when she drove back to the church. And She was giving her explanation as to why she missed the puppet show. I was like, yes, what's with the story? And then you're reminding these women, because she did mention to one of them, and the lady told last week, the lady told her, no, go ahead, I got this here, go, you know, do all your running around. She did not mention that she wanted to stop by Betty's. But now you're reminding these people that you went over to her house. Then you're so detailed in everything I think kind of like with the husband as well, not too much. She didn't have a chance to really explain too much to the husband. But even with the police and the police station, I'm like, and that's why I believe this. one of the detectives just kept looking at her. Cause it's like, who is this precise yep. without being yep. asked? Like your story is way yep. too ready. You are way too ready to give time, exact times, exact this. Oh, so do you remember what you were wearing? Yes. I was wearing a burgundy shirt with blue jeans. It was like, Okay, I know this was just yeah. yesterday, but uh, this is just a little too rehearsed. There was no hesitation. Yep. There was no. Uh, I was wearing such and such and such and such, or it was probably around this time. This time, I was just like, okay, you can tell she's a first time offender. Like you are just so
0: obvious. Oh goodness
2: <laughs> Wow, wow. I noticed the way the the uh, officer in the um. And the police station was looking at her too. And like you said, all of this rehearsed story. It was, and if you yeah. notice, both ladies were looking at her like, okay. What? Right. Where did all of this, you know, uh, 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 throw up come from? You just spit out everything. Hey, she talked too much. Did she not? It's
1: on me? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, Brother Avery. Yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, my goodness, she talked too much. I mean, first of all, you can tell how crazy, again, how stupid, how much she's into her own way of thinking. Because even before she even got to the church, when she's dri- even driving to the church in the car and she realized she's bleeding and she's saying to herself, oh, nothing changed, nothing changed. Crazy, <laughs> stupid right there. You know, again, but it, to, me, it was, to me, it shouldn't have been clicked click that, okay, wait a minute, um, like you mentioned before, now you say you think it's probably um, premeditated, but, I mean, usually it could be, you know, not meditated. It could be, it's not, you know, there's a difference between murder and homicide and manslaughter. I think murder is more with intention pre- in this, like this, premeditation involved. I mean, she didn't go over there with the intention of this happening. So, um, you know, I don't really think it would be classified as murder. I don't, you know, I don't know the, the exact technical terms of it. But you know, what I'm saying, so I would say it's more self defense and whatnot. And there's a baby involved. There's a baby in, in 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 the house and stuff like that. But yeah, but she's talking so much. She's talking. Oh, nothing changed. Like 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 Shanti said. She's, you know, giving all the details about the time. Her watch is not working. And then and then. <laughs> And then, then to make matters worse, so then you're going to go go around with the child knowing you killed her mother. Yes. Going to Target. Yes. That kind of stuff. Like, I mean, like, you know, that, that, that's evil. To me, that's evil. Oh,
2: so yeah. evil. Oh, yeah.
1: In yeah. um, And, you know, uh, and what's something I also didn't realize to, to later on in the episode that, I didn't realize the households were within walking distance from each other. Me either, So I didn't know there drove. was oh. Huh? I didn't know that.
2: I didn't know that because she drove over to the house when she went to see Betty from about... Uh... I didn't but
1: know that. But she drove from the church. But remember, because when, when Alan called, first he asked... Um, Pat to go walk over to check on her. He walked over there.
3: Oh no, that wasn't I Pat. Didn't.
1: That was
2: the neighbor. That was one of the neighbors. Yeah, across the street. That was no. Yeah, that was one of the. I thought it looked like Pat. Yeah. It wasn't No, what's right? What's them? What'd
1: you say? That was
2: one. Yeah, that was one of their neighbors.
1: Oh my bad. Yes, oh, when we, they just said, oh, they,
2: right, right, right. <laughs> right. No, no, no. Because <laughs> I remember Candy driving, over there. Remember a couple of episodes ago when Candy drove over there, and that's when she walked over, you know, walked up to Betty and she met her in the yard. And then Alan said, right, you know, right. oh, she told Alan to walk up back. So that, so she drove over there that day.
1: But okay. The, the, okay. the thing
2: that okay. kind I of got think, to um, me. What'd you say?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, oh, okay. but she definitely was like truly really evil. I mean, you go into the movies with the child. And, I mean yeah. there's so much of that. Even, you know, even hugging her and Alan when Alan have to tell the child. Oh, my like you goodness. just with um friend oh. and whatnot. You know, I mean, la, 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 la. Like I said, do nothing but evil and lie.
2: (laughs) You know, this what caught my attention when Pat, Candy's husband, when she was talking, was it on the phone? The way he kept looking at her. It was Mm like
0: something
2: was so suspect about the way he was looking at her, every single move she made after she killed that woman, everything she the husband just kept looking at her in a certain way, and I'm saying mm-hmm. to myself, I wonder if in the back of his head, you know, he's wondering if she had done something to Betty, and you know, it it, it was I just kept noticing the way he kept looking at her. Is everything okay? But he was sitting at the table working, and she's talking, and he literally stopped working. Now, there was nothing she was really saying on the phone that would have kind of attracted my attention, but it was just everything she did. They kept putting the camera on him so we could see how he was looking at her. And I, you know, I, I thought the same thing. I'm saying to myself, she's just floating around acting like nothing happened with this, with this kid. And I'm saying to myself, with this girl's mother, and I'm saying to myself, how are you, and it did show, you know, she was kind of spacey, you know, kind of in another world, which she should have been. But she was more worried about her than Alyssa. And, you know, when he calls to say, can you hold on to her a little while because, um, you know, the mother was, was was killed, you know, and she just played this game this entire time. And here's something that I want to ask y'all. We know that Candy was uh, uh, killed Betty with the axe, right? Can you tell me how the friends went in there and said she was shot? Not one friend, but twice. And I'm saying to myself, "She's got all, She had. She's chopped up. How does this look like bullet holes? I don't. Maybe it's just me. I was like, okay, okay, no, 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 no. So the friend goes over there twice, right? How it took three of y'all to figure out the door was unlocked all this time? I'm like, what? happens with people. They you don't just try the door. You, you I I don't know. I'm
0: like you know all that
2: time. So he sends the friend over one time, which is the part you were talking about, Avery. He sends the guy over there, he looks through the window. I can't get in. She's not no, she's not answering the door. So he sends him back over there. No. Go and look in the garage. Car is there. Then he says, he has to send three people there to figure out the door was unlocked all this time. And I'm saying to myself, oh, my gosh, y'all are so not us. (laughs) I would have been trying to those doors. Everything. That would have been the first thing you did just in case the door was unlocked and I'm feeling myself looking all the time. What if she was in there like partially alive? But I know Alan probably mm-hmm. thought she had committed suicide. That's why he was on the other end, kinda of panicking. And I don't know. is that what you thought, uh Angel? No, she
1: committed suicide? No, I didn't think
2: that. That no 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 I don't no. Think no. He... That Alan that Alan may have thought when he couldn't get her He kept trying, kept trying, kept trying. I think that he thought she maybe had tried to commit suicide, or she may have committed suicide. That's why he couldn't get her, because there was no other reason why he just couldn't get her. So that was my thought. That maybe in his head, when he became a little worried, it was because maybe she had tried to commit suicide. So we know she didn't commit suicide, but I don't know. No. That angry.
1: No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't. I don't get that. I think he was just really concerned, you know. Because you just you got to remember this is before cell phone days and stuff like that. So you know, uh, and all day long, you know, it, it, it just amps up your concern because uh, you know she should be home. There's a baby there, you know, and far, as far as you can tell, he wasn't supposed to be nowhere. Uh, right. she's supposed to be home, and he's trying all day long. So at some point in time, you know, he was constantly calling, he even left his business, the meeting he was at, he said, listen, um, he was concerned, he said, I got to make a phone call. So he's constantly calling all day long. So um, so she should have answered the phone. So I think it was just more out of really concern because as far as we know, she had never really did that before, you know, not answered the phone. As crazy as she was, but still, this was totally still unlike her not to answer the phone. And with the baby there. And everything was, you know, after she had the baby, you know, she wasn't she was more mentally stable. So, I think that's the reason why it amped his concern up more, you know, why, you know, sh the not answering the phone. So I don't think it was more so she you know, it was um she took she Alan suspected that she took her life off, you know, some part anything suicide had anything to do with it. I think it was more out of really true concern.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Shanti, what do you think he had going on in his head when he could not get her and he just kept trying? Because he not only did he leave the meeting, but he had clearly been talking about it because he said, I think I'm going to go try her again, you know, or go try her. So clearly he had been talking about this at or during the meeting or during the luncheon or whatever part of the the meeting was. So... You know, you know that there was a, a concern there. Um, well, what what was your thought? I thought the same thing. I thought he was just trying to reach out because he knows that she's a little emotionally unstable. So it's just like, why are you not answering? You know, with her being so paranoid and upset about him going away from for work, she's always right there to answer the phone because, you know, she wants to speak to him, especially after their last conversation right before he left you know she's thinking she may be pregnant again so so forth yeah yeah so i i thought that he you know was just like okay let me just check in with her you know especially since they came from the marriage encounter everything's been better so i'm going to keep up on my part check in you know, reassure her that everything is good, that I'm still all in this marriage, so on and so forth. And now you MIA, like, what's going on? You know, I I didn't think that he thought, you know, like anything happened. It was just like really weird that I can't get in touch with you. And I've been calling you repeatedly. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I thought I was a law man out of that sort. Oh, uh, we got our girl Viv on the line. Let's see what she has to say. Good morning, Vivian. Good morning. Good
3: morning, everyone. How are you? All right. Good morning. All right, thank
2: you. How are you?
3: I'm well, thank you.
2: What you got for us today? Stay within the parameters of what we talked about already?
3: All right, I'll try. <laughs> I agree with everything that everybody said already. The the rehearsal of the alibi and all the details. And just her offering it up. Like, she didn't... She wanted to make sure that she didn't miss a thing. Because she, in her mind, she was already calculating what everybody would be asking her. Why did you miss the puppet show? Where were you? And like you all said she did tell others that she was going over there to see her so she wanted to make sure that that was said like she just rehearsed it way too much and she just offered it up way too soon and right. like she didn't she didn't allow any um any like questions she didn't allow anybody to wander anything because she was already she was already ready to answer it and it, it just gave it away
2: yeah yeah Absolutely, absolutely Alright, so I'll give you An opportunity to push us a little forward Where are
3: you going? So nobody going to talk about how She was over there sleeping with her husband After she done murdered this lady And then answered the phone <laughs> In the middle of everything. Nobody going to talk about
0: that? <laughs> I was giving this to Aisley
2: Or sha Cause I was like, <laughs> y'all ain't never sexing it up, and now right. all of a sudden, right. in this heated passion, when the phone rings,
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, she didn't. She wasn't gonna allow nobody to think nothing. She gonna distract the husband with sex for the first time in forever. She like she was <laughs> gonna do everything in her power to make herself <laughs> seem innocent. Cause he was looking yep. at her and, and questioning and wondering like what is going on? Could you have, would you have? And she just going just, like, let, let me distract you. Let me go home. Let me go on and distract you with this, so you ain't thinking nothing. But she, she was on it. She was on it.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give this one <laughs> to you first. All right. So, the phone rings. And you hear all this noise going on in the background? What was your thought?
3: Oh, look, I know that ain't
2: Candy doing this now.
3: And then I was like, well, who else could it be?
2: Who else could it be that would be significant enough for us to be seeing this? It, it was just, I, I think, I believe that also because she was clearly distraught about what happened. You know, she was really messed up. So it was, I believe it was in the realm of, let me just try to make things seem normal. You know, my me and my husband been working on our marriage. So us doing this is not out of the norm anymore. Um, it to because she was clearly just, as much as she was trying to, you know, push forward and make it seem like everything oh, is normal. Was, like when he said, yeah. she kept spacing out. You know, showing that this was bothering her. You know, it wasn't like a lot of other people. They do something and they genuinely just go about their business. Like, ain't nothing happened. Like, they just take somebody's life. But so I was just like, I know that ain't them. And then, I, and then <laughs> before they showed up of close, I was like, but who else would it be? Cause Betty Day. <laughs> so who else would it be <laughs> that it would matter that they're doing this? It, it was just like, yeah. He, he keeps faking, he, he faking the funk because, and I, I believe she had
3: to throw him up also
2: because those looks from Pat was really, I know you ain't talking that, to that Alan. I know it ain't that Alan
3: yeah. who
2: yeah. I let her out. I don't care who died. I know it ain't that Allen.
3: Because even when they went over, because even when they went over to drop Alyssa, I was dying because,
2: His sentiment towards him, that fake that he gave Allen was like, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but yet you're still that Allen that wrote that letter that I found. And I was never able, well, not able, but I never confronted you before. This is my first time seeing you since. So it's really hard for me to really be this compassionate right now. (laughs) Cause this is the first time I'm seeing you since I found all this out. So, yeah, it it, it had to kind of distract because now you answering his phone calls and you helping with his kid and all that. You 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 have you have to throw him off somehow. Yeah. All right, Viv. Before mm-hmm. I go to uh, Brother A, I'm gonna let you push this one more a little further. What you got?
3: I was just wondering. They don't have no other friends. Because you, you can't reach your wife, so you call Candy. You don't got nobody right. else to call. Out of all the people right. in the church, everybody she talks to, you study calling Candy. I don't understand
2: Yes. Yeah. I think I think there's a lot to that. I, I personally believe that, you know, he, remember now, he's connected with her emotionally. And despite, despite the fact that he's moved on, you know, from that affair... And Avery can, you know, when he goes, when he, you know, when we give him a chance to talk, he can address all of this stuff here. Um, I th- I believe he's still emotionally attached to her. So, you know, the first yeah. person he's going to call is her. And like you said, inappropriate, but, you know, normal for me. Because I've already called her in my head. I've already talked to her in my head. And you're right. You twisted if now... Your wife is dead, and all you keep calling is the the affair woman, you know. But, again, it just shows how we're just so emotionally connected to these people that even after, even after, you know, you're not with these people anymore, you still have this attachment. And there's really nothing Mm -hmm. you can do about it initially. It's going to have to take a minute to wear off. So, remember now mm-hmm. when Either Betty was everything cutting going up, on. Cut- Yeah, because remember when Betty was cutting up and all that, who did he go to? You know, when Betty when, right. you know, when the sex wasn't good, who did he go to? You know, when he needed some emotional, you know, support, who did he go
0: to? So,
2: now then, unfortunately, when Betty did, yeah, who do you go to? But you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. We ain't got nobody else. Mm. mm. Thank you so much, Vivian, for joining us and giving us your two cents. And uh, keep on watching, girl, because we got more to talk yes,
3: about. Have okay. a wonderful
2: day. Thanks so much. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you, you as well. Bye. Thank you. All right, eh? So, Vivian said, are we going to act like they wasn't? Give it on when the phone rang.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's three things, uh, uh, you know. About you know, on this episode of Do Nothing But Evil, yeah, even this <laughs> part right here. Okay, <laughs> so, so you don't kill the woman. Now you're you gonna have sex with you know you're gonna do this with your husband, but then the phone the phone ring. Who said you gotta answer the phone? Thank right then,
2: you. That's right. Cause
1: she knew. That's right. I mean, come on. Answer it right right. then. You know. That's right. You talk to the phone. I mean, come on. You know, don't answer the phone. You know. Even. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I agree with Chanté. You know, it's like even when Pat, you know, confronted him. Here we go again. It's like on the other side of the fence. It would go down like that, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, so you got a situation because you got a situation. Don't mean we got a situation, <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Your situation, my situation, it's not our situation, you know. So, most definitely. And did, listen, did you did y'all realize? Can you realize that Alan he just he he's just simply a funky man? Even so when he laid down how his armpits were sweating?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did somebody
1: he's just, just pour water woman.
2: on him? What kind of He was sweating as though he committed the
1: murder.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alan
1: is just a funky man. I'm, I'm like, look at all that. Yo, they didn't have a I basically got
0: think right, they had a wrong far back. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: my he was thing looking I for to his ice He <laughs> <nervous>. <laughs> Shaki, what kind of sweat glands do you have when your shirt, I mean, not just a little ring. Almost the whole side of the shirt was wet. I mean, the little, Yeah. You know my attention. You know my attention span is short when I see certain things, so I get it. Because that's I was focused on. Now I was like, so first of all, you just gonna lay back on that bed like that. But you saw what your wife's
0: dead. Okay.
3: Then, then I noticed. <laughs> then I saw the arms, and I
2: was like, oh, okay, all right. But your wife just died. You know, I, listen, I just I just chucked it up to him being overweight and highly nervous. Cause like Amy said, this is way before technology kicked in, so you can't text, you can't check to see how how recent she was on Instagram, when the last time she posted on TikTok, none of that. So I get it. He was nervous. Your, your 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 neighbors are slow. It took three of them to to realize the door was unlocked and. The, the neighbor is the reason why it was going around that she was shot. The neighbor <laughs> opened the door and said she was shot. So thanks to the neighbor, now Sherry and everybody else believes she was shot,
3: which threw Candy
2: off because she like I ain't shoot that woman. Where y'all get this from?
0: <laughs>
2: thanks to the neighbor. <laughs> That's exactly how candy face looked. She's like, did you hear her?
3: She was shot. He was like, shot. I know, I know I
2: ain't shooting. I know with an act in my hand. Now you got Candy questioning that she did it. Candy knows you ain't shooting no. with them.
0: That's funny, yeah.
2: Oh, my All right, Angie. So now you see the sweat glands. Uh, thank you, Chantese stop being so petty <laughs> 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 you see the red glass or out of control Ames. oh my goodness gracious okay you said there were three things what are the other things oh my goodness that was hilarious
1: one other thing though um, uh, the pastor you know first he seemed unfit when we talked about the prior episode he seemed so unfit and so kind of but when he was speaking at the service for, us, he was speaking some kind of truth there though.
3: So I'm yeah. like, I right,
1: yeah. he, he, you know he
3: maybe he's on himself. point there.
1: A little, a little bit on point because before I was like, nah, yeah, he's unfit. He he can't. This this ain't for him. <laughs> so whatever. I'm like, all right, maybe stepping up now. You know. <laughs>
2: It's true, it's true. But wait, here's what I wanna oh, here's what I wanna mention and I really paid attention. You know, I, this, this ain't the most gossiping people, my gosh. You know, did you hear that Pastor So and so is gonna do the funeral? Betty didn't even like it. I'm <laughs> like, yo, y'all are just petty. Now this is Petty. Oh, she didn't
0: even like him.
2: You know, I was. You know, I'm saying myself. Even that is chatter. This is the most. These are the most chattering church people. Man, they are something. Hell. But even with, but even with you wanting to come over so we can make a pot of coffee and talk. Talk about what?
0: That's what is it? Talk about? about? Like,
2: oh my gosh! You know she couldn't talk then because Alan. Was there, you know, within listening or hearing uh, distance, and you know, Sherry is, you know, um, so when you talk about um, uh, do nothing but evil aims, that this is what we're talking about here, where you know she calls, do you know, you know Betty was shot, and I I caught the look on um, on uh, Candy's face as well. And I just kind of chuckled because I was saying to myself, mm, I guess he tried to fool. Who was over there and gave this news? What dodo found what? this body? Um, but then, you know, she's like, oh, I'll come, uh, come over. You know, We'll make a pot, pot of coffee and we'll talk. So you're going to go over there and sit and talk about how the woman is dead or how you feel because mm-hmm. now your ex is, you know, your, your, ex, your affair's wife is dead. That shows you that she can't even be trusted.
1: So mm-hmm. I that
2: that all right, Angle, Did you get to number three? Oh,
1: that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was it.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, it it this is this is a group of people who do nothing but gossip, and that's 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 where you go into now now, now the, the church is full he ain't had to worry about nobody y'all remember he was worrying about the church didn't have no didn't have nobody in it well for the funeral you did not have that issue but here's what i do want to talk about the mother-in-law wow mm-hmm.
0: she was mm-hmm.
2: they, they would tell us who she was and i'm thinking she's just a nosy church goer with them. I didn't have any any inkling of, of a thought that this was the mother-in-law and she's questioning Allen. Uh, yeah, questioning Allen. And when she said to him, well, why'd you go? That was a cult. Why'd you go there anyway? And next thing we see, she's gone. Ah, Angry. mommy-in-law.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh... I mean, I guess it's 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 natural. You got to question everything, you know. Um, and you know, the first thing, something like this, you got to look at the the spouse or the boyfriend, or, you know, the you know, the significant other, you know. So, um, and I guess in the moment of like that in grief, you go, you, you're you know you're hypersensitive, so you're gonna keep going to just keep on questioning. So you really had to go to this cult um, marriage counseling and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I think it was normal. You know? Um, and, you know, it, she was kind of inquisitive, but we we, we see where Betty get it from. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Got it from my mom. You know? So it was, it, it, it was natural. And, you know, to ask that, you know, and again, with all, also with everybody was talking, you know, um, the friend to come over and talk, you know, make a pot of coffee and talk, and everybody talking. I mean, to me, that's to me, that, that's kind of the normal. I think I'll be kind of normal chatter, if you will, uh, because you know uh, I can see what happens. Now. Well, not yeah, the coffee.
2: Oh, 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 oh! No, we know chatter is chatter, but the coffee part—we thought you know we were talking about. Okay, that that. I just need some clarification yeah, because yeah, so. cause what kind of what kind of people are you have around? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. So how sex would have been flying back and forth all over the world? You know, constantly. You know, you see this, blah blah blah. Let oh yeah, yes, me give you the key. you know, I heard she was shot. What? I was Okay, <laughs> you know, I, it was both. She got shot, up, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, so but but the mother-in-law. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I thought. I thought she was kind of. At first, I was like, okay, you know, why is she grilling him like that? But, you know, that's I, I like normal. I guess, you know, you know, your, your child is gone, so you guess you look at him like, you question everything, everything that led up to it, you know. And because it's not the first time everybody thought that counseling was somewhat of a cult. So right, she had right. reason to question. Right. Yeah, so she had reason to question. Yeah.
2: Now, I don't have a problem with the questioning. What I noticed was the way she was questioning. Very accusatory. Because they even changed the music when she was talking. That's why I was a little confused as to who this woman was. Because she, the way she, her, her face, uh, her facial expression, um, the way she was asking the question, it wasn't like, you know, just somebody in, in, who was curious. Because to me, that would have been normal as well. You know, just asking questions like, you know, uh, not only that, look at when she was doing the question asking. And when she brought up the fact that it was a cult, you're absolutely right. This has been said several times in past episodes, you know, that people thought that this was a cult, blah, 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 blah. Um, But there was a grill about this here that was different for me. Just the intensity in, in her in her body language her voice the tone and and the for me it was very accusatory um you know questioning yes. you know and that's what I say. even the way they had her the, the exit you know like okay well you know like if it to me if it was like a regular um, question and answer period just because somebody's curious you know it would have been like an ending to the question oh you know well again you know I'm so sorry about what happened you know blah 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 now, her didn't say nothing when you looked up she was just like oh uh, well it was a cult why'd you go there anyway and I was like oh who's it? so when I found out that it was the mother-in-law not only that the way she questioned him to me the first thing I thought about was well in the past it was Betty who had had the affair now not that many people would have known that but it wasn't like talk of the town was Alan had an affair so now if if Betty shows up dead now we can question who you've been hanging out with that, to me, was the tone of that question. Like, he knew, like, you get something about this here that seems real fishy, not just the fact that my daughter was chopped up, but you got something to do with this or so you know something about that. That's the vibe I was getting. I, I don't know, Please, what, what did you think of this, this questioning from the mother-in-law? Well, when she asked that, um, she said something like the last question, The last question she asked when she walked up, she was like, why were y'all there? And I was like, okay, that's somebody's mother. That's somebody. And, you know, sometimes you can't always say, okay, well, obviously she's doing him like that, so that must be the other spouse's mother. But sometimes it could be your own mother who's getting on you, Mm -hmm. you know, about how you treat your spouse, you know, so on and so forth. So... I didn't know whose mother she was, but that last question for me solidified she was somebody's mother, because like you said, when the initial questions came up, I said maybe it somebody else from the church or someone else from the town. But the way she asked that last question and the way she looked at him and then walked off, I was like, okay, that's one of their mothers. Um, because like you said, it was brought up a lot that, oh, this was a cult thing, you know, so on and so forth, yada, yada, yada. But that that. <laughs> When what got me was when they were in the, it was at the laundry room or whatever, and the dogs was going crazy. And I was like, if them dogs could talk, because the dogs were looking at kids so, weird. Like, right, I know right, what you right. did. I saw you. I saw like even the look the dogs had towards her. And she knew. That's why she was in the dogs like that. The only reason why she passed out because she know really them dogs can't talk. But even when the mother walked in, you know, just like every time somebody walks in the room, it ain't know somebody. She, we, we didn't notice the box got different now that she even Oh, but yeah, it was just uh, her her intensity. I was like, she's somebody's mother. Because the way she looked at him and then walked off, that wasn't just like anyone else who was there at the repast. This is someone who has a... <laughs> some type of parental connection with them. Mm. All righty. You got some comments from the listeners? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay, so one listener sent in, of course, Candy wanted to kill Betty. Betty gave Candy the opportunity when she didn't use the axe on her. The streets say if you pull out a gun, you better use it. It's the same with the axe. Betty pulled the axe and didn't read it, so Candy took the opportunity and used it on her.
3: <laughs> another listener sent
2: in. She left the baby there to fend for itself. She had no consideration for her husband and how he felt about the late night calls, the hugs, the consoling. Ah, that's true. And then another listener sent in. The husband didn't know what to think, but when they were in the bed, he didn't see or say anything about the bruises on her back and arms. Wow. Well, they were in the dark. It was dark. I but I, I thought that, too, because I saw the bruises, and I'm, I'm looking at it on TV. So how you did see it up close? But, you know, my mom wasn't on well, his mind was on. So maybe that's why. Right. That's why he was distracted it. all the way. Ah. Right. Right. Okay, another listener says that he was truly sick to use an axe to kill the mistress. Like, you didn't practice that. All of them knives. They probably had a gun. <laughs> Shake your head. Shake <laughs> <It's> my head.
0: <laughs>
2: um, then another comment reads, no one on that show is smart. I call them the dumblets. <laughs> Then another comment (laughs) reads The mother is the aunt of Sabrina The teenage witch She was advertising (laughs) while being questioned By the police The pastor was on point Quote, this was not God's will End quote He said, quote, bad news Betty's been shot What? Where was the emotion? Okay, so that comment was a different things, yeah. I, I thought the same thing. How are you offering your credit card while oh. you doing questions? Oh, for murder, for murder, right. for mutilation, twisted. Wait, right. twisted, twisted. I want to go back a little bit because I thought that was kind of interesting too. And I'll ask you, angrily, You're a male. I thought as well that this I don't know is it shock you know it was like you know Betty's dead and I'm saying to myself now I'm, I'm don't misunderstand me I'm not saying somebody should be running around the room you know um screaming and yelling was it where this is sinking in um this is something that I'm trying to get used to hearing or I'm shocked. To me, I don't. I I don't know. You know, you can't really dictate a person's emotions. You know, it, it maybe it's a little unfair to do so. But I would think like the uh, comment that he was a little too calm for me. I I don't know. I don't know. Is it a male thing? I don't know.
1: Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I can see that definitely because we all kind of interpret things. And, you know, gotta be strong and, you know, you don't cry and, you know, you gotta be calm, cool, collected, even in grief and mourning and stuff like that. And so yeah, it's it's so um I, I can see it but I, I thought the same thing too though. I thought the same thing too. I was like, Oh, he's a little bit too 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 calm collected and whatnot 'cause it looked like you would think, like when you're so collected like that, it, was, it seems more. It would be, you see it conniving and whatnot. It's like it's, you're not really that interested. But, right. um Yeah, but everybody process things differently. But yeah, I think it was just, 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 just how he is. You know, um, along with being funky, that's just how he is. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Oh my
2: goodness gracious Alright Amy, let me give you a chance to touch on Anything else for the rest of the Episode what you got Um
1: uh, You know it's just I don't even realize That to me there was one point I'm I'm so glad at the end But I'm, if you know there was one point there was a look On Alan's face like He kind of suspected something
3: Yes with, I um, wonder
1: Yeah, and it was like, hmm, you know. Yeah. But I was so glad at the end that he he calls the you know the I don't know the the sergeant, the police, whatever, and he confesses, yeah, um, I got I I did have an affair. It was like okay, finally, some truth and common sense, do the right thing was happening was now i was like yeah. okay at least we're gonna end this episode on somebody doing the right thing you know but i thought but i think what prompted that was still because he had that look that that one that one scene yeah he had that, like, yeah. Look. yeah so yeah um and i was like i'm like finally some truth and stuff like that you know so uh yeah this was an episode, boy. I'll tell you, I, I can't wait for next week. <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely. Shanti, you know, what else have we not touched on that I was like, okay, dokie now. We can get this chatter. Uh, the, um, I know it's something else, but it's just not coming to mind right now. But that's also true. the The ending... With him calling the the detective, I don't think that was the sheriff, the detective's back to tell him that not only did he lie about the affair, but with Kenny Montgomery, and I was like, oh, goodness gracious, this is a skull, lady. Such a crazy can of worms, especially with him confessing this post her interview with her being a weirdo. You know, and they're already looking at her because all of them was looking at her like something was wrong.
3: Yeah, yeah, You, you know, yeah. The
2: way she was talking the way she was giving up all that information too quickly and too rehearsed. And I was just like, oh, goodness, here we go. And, you know, of course, you know, Alan doesn't really have time to dot all his eyes and cross all his teeth. It's just like... So now here you done threw this woman under the bus. Now you
3: don't call her, so you don't call her and give her a
2: heads up? And she done told these, okay, so listen, I'm going to tell the cops that this is what we did. So they might call you back in for questioning because now we have become suspects because now it looks like we have a, a reason to get rid of Betty. You ain't call her in. You have been calling her about it and putting her on about everything, giving her a heads up about everything else that you ain't call her to let her know you have just made her a person of interest in the murder. They're like, wow, when we choose to call people and when we don't choose to call people, it's very, very interesting. Well, I think maybe he didn't call her because in his own head, I agree with Angry, I caught the, the, the look at that, that scene where you said to yourself, ah, he's kind of thinking this now. So maybe that's why he didn't call her, because if mm-hmm. I'm thinking that maybe you didn't did this thing here, I ain't giving you the heads up. Now, see, this is why this is something that you ain't got no business getting involved in, because, see, now mm-hmm. here, here's how this could also be played out. So you end up having an affair with this woman. She suddenly ends up dead, your wife. You just happen to be away. You just happen to keep calling and you don't get no answer. And you call the neighbors and you call the neighbors and you just happen to be away. It automatically this looks like, you know, your partner's in crime. So, you know, and again, because, they no cell phones to be you know pinging you know your know, where did your phone ping at 302 and all of this kind of stuff you know all the technology you know that that you know surrounds investigations now you know you didn't have that back then so now mm-hmm. you, you actually revealing that you had an affair you know, now your alibi is suspect because, yeah, you're going to be found out of town during the time when your wife is murdered. Um, so I thought that was real interesting as well when he actually called to say that because when the phone rang again and it was dark in somebody's house, I was like, okay, now who's calling who now? And when it was when it was Alan on the phone, I was like, oh, okay, he about to tell that they, you know, that he was, had had an affair. Now, the other thing that I kind of picked up on was when she was in the sheriff's office and she said, they said, how long were you there? And she said, oh, about 15 minutes. Now, you didn't tell everybody else that you lost, You and her talked so long that y'all lost track of time.
0: Mm-hmm. That is nothing. Mm-hmm.
2: Around fifteen minutes. And you get to mm-hmm. the police station and now it was um uh, fifteen minutes. Not only that, they do show on the ground that there's blood coming from the house.
0: Mm-hmm. Which means
2: that she had the, the slippers on at that time. So that's why she's cutting up these slippers, you know, while she's on the phone talking. However, she didn't have the slippers on when she um, committed the murder, so now you didn't told the people you could. Oh you know, yeah, I'll give up the sneakers, but now what you get? How you giving up the sneakers? Sneakers got blood all over it. Because if the if the sandals had blood walking out the house, the sneakers definitely got blood all over it. And he's asking for the clothes, and I'm saying to myself, you didn't wash the clothes. So you know all all of this stuff here you know, back then, again, forensics wasn't, you know, what it is now. So, you know, you don't know what to do or what not to do. And, you know, no, they they didn't have DNA probably back then or the DNA was real slow back then, you know, getting to uh, the, you know, uh, information. But now you're falling apart. All of your Explanation, all of your alibi is now falling apart because now you're no longer consistent. You went from telling 15 Mm -hmm. people one story to telling the sheriff another story. And now you are really um, messed up because see, now that Alan has called and said that he had. And affair with you, they they they're gonna they're gonna tear through all of your conversation with them. I don't know, and what?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh definitely. And there's something else too. Um, I, I don't know if it's just me. Because uh, I was thinking, was she trying to plot something else after she did what she did? Because when the police came in, it looked like they was looking at some of the paperwork and some something and she's and it was like, Oh yeah, this is a cult So I was like, Did she put what did, oh, she, yes. put on
0: yes. table? Yes.
1: did she put something on the table to draw to yes. draw attention away from her? Yeah. Yes, you know, yes, and I, yes, yes. Hey, so I thought well, is this a crossword puzzle or something like that? But she, but they said no, they said, Look, that thing this is a cult kind of thing. So I was yes. like, Okay put some out now, this is this just the cover-up. You know, and, like, a lot of times in a lot of crime, well, I realize in like, in federal cases, right, it's not the crime that, the alleged crime that gets people. It's the cover-up. Right, the cover up that right, right. And so right. to me, uh, this is where, you know, if she did that. Now, this is where um, she's really guilty. Now, you try to cover it up. Right. You know, you can go right. to the stream, like, say, all right, you know, you was there, you put your hand on a shoulder, and um, <coughs> here's another thing, though. Um, Betty got the axe. She the one with the axe. But you got to realize that Kenny, she got some skill, because, means mean, she was able to get the axe away from Betty and use it against her. So right. you got to think, Kenny, <laughs> she got some skill.
0: <laughs> you know, absolutely. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Because that, that's a heavy no. act. And for you to end up with it, yeah, you know, yeah, that that there. Yeah. Well, she clipped Candy at one point when she, when he hit the ground. And she was like, ow. Ah. Right. So she, she clipped up. Yeah. She ended up clipping up. And, you know, again, how you two women are fighting with an axe. I, I agree with you. She got some skill, A. Eh? you? got some skills. She got some chill 'cause that 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 was something else when they were actually going back and forth. Mm. But I think it's cover
1: up, so you know, I thought that that was that's 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 you know, I was like, Okay, that's that's going that's that's the guilty part right there. You know, the cover up, you know. Yes. That absolutely. Came to my mind.
2: absolutely. <laughs> because there was chatter about it even amongst the people. And I was like, wow, okay, okay, okay. So now this is gaining some traction. Like you said, this cover-up is gaining some traction. Oh, Shanti, what are we talking about here? I was
3: trying to figure out, because I had to rewind, I was trying to figure
2: out what that was on the table. I thought, well, what's the significance? Because all I saw was the shining. And I'm like, okay, well, what? And then I heard them say something about... You know, a cult, but I didn't make the connection of like, oh, you know, she must have left it here to, you know, divert them, or did that have anything to do with the marriage encounter? And I was so lost at that point. So thank you for clearing that up. Um, but yeah, if you if that comes out that you had time to to put anything on the table, then there goes the theory of you being scared for your life. And because even when they finally showed us the body. I was like, oh, she going down because they always say, anytime there's a crime that has to do with someone being stabbed, that always gives the sign that it was something personal. Right, right, and, right. And they right. showed that she had multiple gashes in her, in one arm yeah. alone. I'm like, you didn't already lost the battle of it being self defense because even if you struck her twice. Even if you struck her twice, okay, the first time, and then maybe maybe the second time is still like a natural reaction, but to keep striking her with this axe, you already see that she's down. It's no longer self defense at that point. So once they no. finally showed us the body, I was like, nah, she going down. That's it. It don't okay. matter who had the axe first. It don't matter. Um, you know, what so-and-so did and what makes it worse is this was done in Betty's home too, so now you're going to have to try to convince them that you've been over there with the intention for one thing, but then Betty came up with with this you know, from whatever angle but yet still you had an opportunity to maybe hit her once, and then when they showed, when Kenny went to go put the, the food in the freezer and they showed the axe um, marks in the door of the freezer, I was yes, like, yeah, "She's cool." Going down. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. "Yeah, she done lost whatever little, you know, pardon she probably would have gotten." That's it. Mm-hmm. You, you know what? I mm-hmm. crossed my mind. What you say? No,
1: I say, good point. Good point.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the, the the other thing that kind of crossed my mind was when they showed the flashback. And she says, I don't want him. I don't want him. And mm-hmm. that, and to see that she was lying down on the ground, Betty was on the ground at the time, and, you know, I thought the same thing, Shanti. I'm saying to myself, okay, you had an axe. It's different even with a knife. With a knife, you just, you know, it's light, you know, you're, you're constantly stabbing, mm-hmm. But for you to actually wield and act over and over and over again, you know, really makes, um, makes it um, a less of, of an explanation as to self-defense. They also said this was a crime of opportunity. A crime of passion. When they were in the in the home, they were talking. They also said mm-hmm. that you could tell that it wasn't a man; it was a woman. And that's why I was a little surprised that they did not look at who knew her, because they when when they put the when you put the thing out on the table about The Shining, and even at one point somebody said, "Yeah, you know, I I, I dreamt that." I just looked at the movie and I ended up dreaming. I was like, here we go. Um, you know, with people having all kinds of conversation and speculation and stuff like that. I'm saying to myself, you messed up because there's every bit of evidence that this was someone she knew because, of course, they would see that there was no break in you know, all this kind of stuff, you know, and and now you're off and you're missing all of this here. And I'm saying to myself, boy, they're not detectives like the detectives of today, you know, where they've learned to, they think everything. They throw everything into the pot and whatever, you know, uh, smell comes from it, that's what we're, you know, going after. we're just going to try every little thing now because nothing is, out of, you know, consideration. And I'm saying to myself, you, you lost your battle. You lost your battle when you talked too too much, talk, spoke too soon, when you admitted to going over there. And to some people, we lost track of time while we were talking, but to the sheriff, she only said 15 minutes. You lost a lot of your um, defense when you – um, left out the house and you didn't say anything, they're going to bring up mm-hmm. the fact I'm sh- that, you know, the baby was left alone and you kept this kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the kid, um, you know, Alan called and, and asked, could you keep the kid and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, like when you start, you know, especially, I love, like, crimes and courtroom drama stuff. So this is the kind of stuff they're going to bring up. And we may not get to see it, We've been get to hear it, but all of these things that the two of you have spoken about is definitely going to hit the floor. I mean, we, you, it, it's, and you
1: it's know, one hard more time. thing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And hey, one more thing, I think what, to me, while watching, I think what, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think what's going to be a, a, a nail on a coffin is, remember now, um, this is me thinking. Now, there was a child playing across the street, right? Yes. And yeah. Um, when she leaves, the child goes over, walks over. And, yes. you know, um, I just knocked on the door, because the child hears the baby crying and stuff right. like that. But, right. you know, so, and I'm I thinking now, now, if, I, if, I, if I'm my parent, if I have my child outside, I'm keeping an eye out on my child outside. So as, as right. I'm watching my child, I'm going to notice this car, this closer, the woman goes in, candy goes outside the baby house, and she leaves. I'm keeping an eye out. I'm also going to tell the baby to tell that nobody else came inside the house, not while my child is right. outside. So I, keep, I, right. I keep an eye on a whole perimeter of stuff like that. So to me, there's right. going witness some witnesses to say, no, nah, ain't nobody else going in that house but Betty. He was the only right. one there. At least this right. time period. Right.
2: You know, keep an eye on You know. Right. Yeah. Well and and not only that, you know that this child is accustomed to going over because she crossed the street. I was watching right. home girl crossed the street. She was mm-hmm. up to the house. She rings the bell because, you know, she has a little girl over there herself. So it's probably playmates. And she did it with such ease. Mm -hmm. That was the other thing that was noticeable, and she did it with such ease. She goes over there, and she listens to the door like a little old lady. You know what I'm saying? So you could tell this is something that she was accustomed to doing. She was accustomed to going over there and ringing the bell. And, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, that's going to come up. I'm surprised that they didn't say, well, you know, we we canvassed the area and we found out. I, I was surprised that didn't come up. You know what I'm saying? And that that's when they showed the blood on in front of the house when the little girl was walking um, when she when when she was walking away, I believe. That's when they showed the blood on the ground. And I'm saying to myself, mm, okay, okay, some sneakers them sneakers gotta be bloody because they show her later with the flip flops on. I think it was in the car. So okay, so you know that the the blood was on the flip flops when she got in the car because it was on the sidewalk. So their asking and then my blue tennis shoes, yeah, them tennis shoes are ridden with blood. But she didn't go over to the house with no flip flops on. Because she would have lost the yeah. fight if she flip-flops on, because you ain't fighting no axe and dodging no axe in no flip-flops. That ain't happening. So I don't know. I don't know.
1: I
0: Maybe there's the blood
1: in the when... car. And I saw it. I mean, um, Pat saw it. That's another thing, too. I mean, there's got to be blood in the car, too, then.
2: Yeah. But so she had the flip-flops on. They showed her. She looked down at her feet and while she was driving. And she had the flip flops on. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. she brought into the house. And that's what she was cutting up at the table when she was on mm-hmm. the phone after they already asked her about. So she thinks she's slick. She's telling them, oh, I had on my blue tennis shoes. But yet, you had to have the blue tennis shoes on before you changed the flip flops. So you, you, even if you wash the shoes, <laughs> You know, it, it's just a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess at this point. Shaki, you what I'm about to say something? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I was saying yeah because when she went to over to Betty's and they got into the scuffle, she had the flip flops on. She went home to shower, and that's why I guess she tried to treat the cut from the axe in between her toes, and then she put the sneakers on. But like I said, if you're not smart enough. Now again first time offender. So you're not thinking to clean the brake and gas pedals with bleach or anything because your toes were um your toe was bleeding. So it may have been the inside of her sneaker may have been a little safe because she, you know, cleaned it and put a band aid on before she put the sneakers back on. But the bottom of your sneakers may still have the blood on it from the pedals. Yeah. So, where you think you're trying to cover, like you said, you're trying to cover your tracks, but if, and you know, we know that this is back in, you know, early 80s, so forensics, you know, I don't, I don't know if they had the, the blue light back then and all that, but if they were able to go in her car and look, you know, for anything, they will possibly see that down there because, like you said, when you left Betty's house after the incident, your feet, were, your foot was bleeding.
0: So you're
2: not really trying to make sure you cover all your tracks, and in a situation like that, because it wasn't technically premeditated, and all of that, you're not thinking to cover up every little thing because your thing was I need to get up out of here. I thought the little girl was gonna ID her when they walked past each other in the precinct at at, at the station, I should say, because she looked oh, she recognized the that and the I was. Child Yes, yes. See, that's why she looked back at the little girl like that. Yes, that's oh, why she looked back at the little girl like that. Because she saw the little girl side of the Street, and it was like, okay, let me just try to walk as normal as possible to this car. And then now y'all are passing each other at the police station, and now you're like, oh, my gosh, that's the same little girl. Now that little girl looked and said, I know her, or something like that was <laughs> just... I was I was surprised that that didn't oh, happen oh, because didn't, kids have, Yeah, kids kids are see. as y'all know, kids are like that.
1: Wow. Yeah, well, I,
2: I have a question. You did you notice that angry?
1: No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Uh uh-uh.
2: uh. I saw them walk past I saw her walk past a lady who was like guiding her daughter out of the precinct really mm-hmm. quickly. Out of that room mm-hmm. But I had no I did not catch who it was So that went by me mm-hmm. also I have a question And I'm going to put it like Vivian put her question Uh We want going to act like There wasn't blood and fingerprints All over the place In the bathroom mm. Yeah mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: That's it- yeah, I- yeah. that? But here's what I still don't get yet. I, I I still don't understand. Um, how is Candy hair wet when she leaves out? Because I, that's mm-hmm. the point I don't get. Just, you know, because I mean, I so I mean they. I, what 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 we have is okay. All right, from okay from the point she puts her hands on, touches uh Betty's shoulder. Apparently she swings, did some fight and stuff like that. So how does that? End, and well, Betty she ends up in the the laundry room, whatever case may be. She's laid out on the floor, right? With, that, this is like there's a room with a um, with a laundry and a, and a fri- refrigerator. How does Candy hair get wet when she's leaving out? You know what I'm saying? So I'm to- like, out. so that. She's a, she's a, so there's she, more yeah, shower to to the blood
2: the shower. Oh, okay. That's why all the okay. blood. That's why all the blood is all over the bathroom. That's what I'm saying. How do you? I know you rush it, but you leave every bit of your evidence. And they got a big old handprint on the outside of the um of the shower. Blood in the shower. Blood on the shower curtains. And I'm saying to myself, you couldn't have been that sloppy, but you had to take a shower because if you remember, when the when the first episode opens up, she's actually rinsing her hair.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So by yeah. the time she got home, she didn't have all that blood on her. She couldn't. Have.
0: Mm-hmm. She couldn't
2: have. Uh, have all that. She uh, couldn't right, have right. all that blood on her. So now you done went and took a shower. You done left your handprint and all of this stuff all over the place. Because I know back in the 80s, they surely had to have fingerprints, um, forensics. And I'm saying to myself, are you just this stupid that nobody knew you were there pretty much or nobody knew what happened, so you could have taken five extra seconds to wipe down the fingerprints on them. How? Oh my gosh! I'm like, this but is
1: important. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is important. Now, yeah, and stuff like that. Again, do nothing but evil, and you know, you wet down of <laughs> evidence and stuff like that. I mean, just I mean, just to me, thought, okay, you're gonna kill somebody, and you're gonna be taking a shower right there yeah. in, the, in the place, like. Uh, to me, that's a certain level a mentality, level of, of 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 I don't know what you call it absurdity. It just it's just crazy that you know you can just be that calculating. You want to take a shower, leave you know, leave the evidence off of you, but you're still leaving evidence all over the place.
3: Right. You know,
1: I mean, you said forensic wasn't like it is then, like it is now. They didn't have CSI, so now we are a little bit more privy to how police investigations go. But something just kinda of common sense. You know, you didn't see yeah. like you say, you ain't see that yeah. big old hand that big old hand oh, over here. It's there there. You know, uh, yeah.
2: Oh wait, that's crazy, wait, 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 wait. How about the officer who comes in and says, Oh, just take everything? I was thinking the same. Right. like this is a murder scene. They over thing. Look- right, the French chilling in the chairs. I'm like, wait, everybody's walking all over the place. And, and when he said that, I just bust out laughing to him. I said, mm-hmm. well, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't the only one who thought this. When, 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 the, when the first, um, the older officer comes in with the hat and all the friends are sitting around and who sits like this? Who sits like this? He in didn't the, house. In like, the house, in the house. Yes, with the blood in the body. You, now you, three, you three didn't just found the body. We would have to go chill in somebody else's house. We could be chilling in there. Right. I'm
1: right. they like that's the repast.
2: Yeah. Right. That's
1: exactly right. what I was thinking.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Well, thank you so much, Shanti. And, uh, Um, Ainsley, our brother Ainsley for uh, lending your two cents and uh, we pray you have a blessed weekend. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens next
1: episode. Mm -mm
2: -mm. All right. Enjoy your day.
1: All right. You too, Steph. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Uh, Well, let's take some time this morning to Hold hands and hold heart. It's a little early in the game. So, ah, Heavenly Father God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for just being so kind to us and awakening us today. We thank you, God, because we're safe. We thank you, God, because we're. Um, we're covered and our families have been covered, dear Heavenly Father, and Lord, I just think about all the things that we have done and we have been covered by the blood of the Lamb. Our ending wasn't like this what we just got finished talking about. We have not been victims of any heinous crime, we have not been the perpetrator. And how merciful you've been when so many times we've positioned ourselves where it could have ended very badly. But God, but you, but you, God, were there to. Over us, your son has carried out sins, Lord, there may have been times when some of us may have even thought of doing some things, but because of you, thank you, thank you. I personally have never thought of murdering someone. Physically, whether it was by chance or calculated. But how many times have I murdered someone in my mind? Your word says we kill our brother on a consistent basis. On a consistent basis. When we hate our brother, it's like we're murdering him. And I'm so glad, God, that your word has permeated our hearts where even when we begin to think certain things, feel certain things, that your spirit just steps up and just replaces and overrides and we allow it to do so. You have been so gracious and merciful to us. So kind and patient with us. And to watch these um to watch this, this this series God only helps us understand where any of us could have been. And it doesn't even have to be the murder side God, just the the calculation of sin. How we calculate to be sinful. How we gossip. How we may not have opened up our mouth when, you know, somebody was telling us something that they wanted to do. Well, we wanted to listen to the juice. All the things that we've been watching from episode one, how many of us have walked into this? How many of us are still living like this in any shape, form, or fashion of these individuals? And I'm glad, God, that you are allowing us to look at this. And get a snapshot as to who we are, who we may have been, and to caution us that we should not become like this. Again, your mercy and grace, your kindness and your patience enables us to live and to just view this. And this is not fictional, this is real. And how often is this real in our own lives? So we thank you, Father, for stepping in. Again, I always say the investment that you make in us each and every day. Thank you, Father. Thank you that we're not on the other side of those bars permanently for something that we could have done, again, whether calculated or opportunity we love you God because you loved us first we thank you so much God for calling us out of darkness into your marvelous light and waking us up every day with brand new mercies. just giving us another chance to get it right thank you that they and candy is not us thank you father we give you the glory and the honor. So rightly be your name in the precious name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. You know, it's it's interesting to watch, and that's why I told you when I first came across it. Um, when with the first thing when Shanti told me about it, and I saw the synopsis very brief. Um, you know. Uh, I was like, oh, I'll check it out. But when when the credits opened and it said that this was a true story, I was like, oh, no, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. And when this all started playing out, and I was like, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, you know, it made perfect. Conversation for church folk, like perfect conversation for just some, as Pastor Jeff kept saying last night, the juicy parts. Um, you know, as you really look at this thing, you think about how God has just stepped in how often and, and just saved us from being these people. You know, are you that friend who, you know, are sitting back listening to, you know, the, the gossip? Of your friends, you're living through them vicariously. Because she said that at one point, she was like, "I wish I had the courage to do that," you know. And it, it, you think about what that says. I'm, I'm in church. I'm supposed, to, you know, supposed to be living according to God, but I wish I had the courage to sin. <laughs> That's what we go through all the time. We just don't put it in that context. I mean. Uh, how, how many of us have done some things and when we look at it we're like Ooh, thank you Lord for saving me mm, mm, mm. I could have been that individual well this whole entire congregation is a snapshot of, of who we are or who we may have been at one point and if we you know don't give God thanks for who he has saved us from being, then shame on us. <laughs> shame on us. You know, having affairs and, you know, getting out of it. You know, or sleeping with somebody's man or woman. Um, you know, just like I said, in the prayer, the calculation of sin. You know, how many times, you know, we've asked God to, you know, God forgive me, you know, but yet we got plans to go back and do that same thing. They just planned to go back over and over again to commit adultery. But how many times have we actually gone back and forth to do something else? How many times have we done something and said we ain't never going to do that again? And when we look back, but when we look over, we're doing it again. And now we're back before God, asking God, please forgive me. So, you know, let, let this be a lesson to us as we watch these people, you know, and, you know, think about the things that they're doing that easily could still be, you know, Children, our grandchildren, you know, where, you know, you have, you know, this mother who's asking questions, you know, why, why, why were you there? You know, what's going on? You know, and you standing there, you're getting questioned, and you know, you didn't have this affair. Now, at this time, you may not have thought that this, you know, ended up being you know, the reason why, you know, your wife is now dead. But, again, it's the reality of it all. We have no idea where our sins will take us. And that's what I say to myself whenever, you know, I look at, I read the news, and I, we're looking at this thing, and I would say, look, God is just amazing. He has truly covered us. Because so often we could have done something that took us down a rabbit hole and like, well, how did I get here? How did you get here from your sin? We don't think about stuff like that. We don't think about the repercussions. We don't think about how it affects other people. We don't think about how it affects our children. We don't think about, you know, um, us not being there for someone else because we're too messed up in our own sinful ways that we can't be a blessing to someone else's life. All of these things we need to think about. Are we thinking about these things as we're watching it? Are we saying, let me go back and thank God that this wasn't me. Always saying, to the Lord, I'm still a mess and this could be me. Because again, it's just this instance. We have no idea how our sinful life could end up being a mess. Now, you had an affair. You woke up, quote unquote. As far as you're concerned, it's over. You and your wife go to this this marriage couple therapy. You never had remember now, this whole time they kept saying, We don't want anyone to get hurt. All oh, they kept saying. You know, we don't want anyone to get hurt. Oh, ain't nobody got hurt. Because Pat is hurt, Candy's husband, and now Betty is dead but you didn't want nobody to get hurt. All that board writing, all the cards that were laid out, all that writing and planning, all that meticulous behavior and all that, quote, unquote, careful movement, now your child doesn't have a mother. Two of your children don't have, mo- don't have a mother. Both your children don't have mothers. All because you couldn't keep it together. Her one-night stand with a younger, uh, you know, younger man you know, it didn't end up here. Your continued behavior, your continued sin, now you would have never thought your children would be without a mother. Now, they're grown now, these children are, because I was back in the 80s. Now, what, have, what are they living with? You're not thinking about that either. You're not thinking about how, what they would think of you now as older children or as adults. Are they blaming you? So now you don't have a relationship with your children? See, none of this stuff was thought about. Well, that's just the way we behave. Same thing. Same thing. Our sinful behavior, our lack of considering the, the the end result or the long-term effect is the same exact thing. So I hope we've taken a lesson from all that we're watching. Let's make sure that we are doing the will of God at all times. And, you know, the the, the, the sermon that the, the pastor gave was real, real interesting. He talked about the will of God. Well, think about the will of God in your own life. What is the will of God for your life? Make sure you walk in it. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth, They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and lending your two cents. Remember now, remember, later is not promised to any of us. So make sure You give your life to Christ right now. Make sure you strengthen your relationship with God right now. And uh, you might not be (laughs) hellbound when it's all over with. Check us out next week, Tuesday morning, God spares, for the episode five. Remember, there's only seven episodes in this mini-series, so make sure you keep up with us. Until tomorrow, God spares our life where it's Wow Wednesday. Until then, I love you.